Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What's Up podcast. Once again, in the studio, we have the one and only Nathan Birdall, and uh, he's working on a new cover. What is it? It is Little One by Highly Suspect. All right. Well, why don't you play us a good chunk of it anyway? All righty. So break out the secrets I hope you know You were worth it all along I'm tired You're angry And everyone looks blurry I love you I'm leaving so long Hey little one I'm so scared of what this could have been I know that today I lost my only friend My little one Places we went to they seemed so freaking empty trouble going anywhere at all especially my own bedroom yeah it stays awake to haunt me blackout drunk in another bathroom stall hey little one I'm so scared of what this could have been I know that today I Justify my pain through these songs. How long? How long? Everybody. Welcome to the What's Up Podcast. Once again, like I said, we are joined by my my um, my bro there, uh, El Brother, El Brethren, Brudia, El Brudia, <laughs> um, Nathan. How the fuck are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Why don't we get this mic set real quick? Why don't you pull it up to your face a little bit more there, and we'll get you all set. About like that there. About like that there. Oh, it's been a couple weeks. We had Dad on. That was fucking hilarious. That was hilarious. Huh? Dad's first podcast. Well, <laughs> second, actually. We scrapped the first one. Um, but the I listened to it like six times. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, throw in a piece of gum and go about your day. <laughs> he's, a, he's a natural. <laughs> so, uh, on this, I'm burping. I'm drinking a uh, Sharps non-alcoholic 
delicious. Uh, it is quite sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind it. No, it's not too bad. Kill a six-pack of sharps. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Some crazy farts. That rhymed. <laughs> uh, so, Nathan, you've had a pretty uh, exciting week. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, you... Um, you got caught whacking off in public. What? No, I'm, just what? I'm just Whoa. kidding. I'm just joking. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. No, it wasn't me. Uh, you uh, you auditioned for American Idol. Yeah, I did. So I want you to start from the beginning and take us through the entire process here. Like, start when you woke <coughs> up that morning, got rid of the nervous diarrhea, and just like, you know what I mean? The loose poops. Because you know you had to, did you sleep the night before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get enough sleep. I probably only got five hours, but... Yeah, so, all right, start start from the beginning. Woke up. Um, Rubbed one out? No, no. no. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, put my clothes on, did my hair. Got did all, his hair. Got all dressed. Got and, the brill cream like Grandpa? Um, it's, it's Trace Flores. It's basically... Uh, what is it? It's basically petroleum jelly and rose, <laughs> rose, cool. rose uh, extract. I, I, I don't know. That's well, cute. there's probably two more because it is trace. So <laughs> I, I, I'm missing something there. Um, so you greased your hair. Yep, yep. Combed it up real nice. Oh, looking good, looking good. Got there at six thirty and uh, in walked, the morning. Yep, yep. Walked in the lobby. I'm like, uh, you know where the auditions for American Idol is? And they're like, oh, it's around the southwest corner of the building. And I walk around there. And there's a line about 50 or 60 feet long. Holy and I got there at 630. So there's like how many people in front of you? you uh, think? Probably 150, 200 people. Holy shit. Yeah. What were they like? Did they like camp out? Uh, I'm sure they probably just got there earlier. And I was telling myself. You told I, me you were going to go at four. Uh, yeah. And uh, I woke up at four and I hit the snooze bu- button and promptly went back to sleep. You're like, oh, fuck. I don't know. I'm not ready to be a fucking rock star yet. Yeah. I, uh. I'm already over this. I realized I realized that six o'clock was a better time to get up. So yeah, it's, you gotta you know keep the voice you know yeah. fresh. You gotta be you know well rested. You know, yeah. Yep. Yep. So you get there, 150 people in line. That's a lot of fucking people. And it was like 38 degrees outside. Really? Yeah. Like, was, what was, was were people? Did people like start talking to each other? Were you hearing oh, people yeah. like, oh, oh like, yeah. doing warm? Were they doing vocal warm ups and shit? Um, that was more so once we got la, through. La, la, la. Yeah. Um, that, that happened. Oh, that was more so after uh, you got through registration. There was people all over the halls of the hotel singing and shit. Just like getting warmed up. Uh, yeah, I did. I me, I sat me, out in the me, hallway. Me, and me, me. Bust a couple songs out, the ones that I was gonna play. Did you draw a crowd? No, no, no. That, that's at the point where everybody looks, everybody looks at each other the same. Like, you want people to listen to you singing, but I want people to listen to me, me singing. singing. Yeah, that's a weird. That's got to be kind of a. I hate, I hate to say, it, use the word dynamic because I used it too much when I first started podcasting. But yeah, that's weird. It's <laughs> like a weird situation, like. I'm not going to listen to you. Come listen to me, son yeah, of a bitch. Exactly. I'm doing Backstreet Boys. <laughs> did you get to hear the auditions, or did you, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. So Everybody sat in on all the audition, auditions? So, so the way it works is they have the ballroom, the whole big ballroom, and then there's three dividers, and then there was an opening at the one end. So in the first room, it was the seat with all the chairs where, I don't know, probably 150, 200 people. You, you had your, an assigned chair. So when they called, they, they'd call it groups of about 20 at a time to line up along the divider, and then on the other side of the divider was the audition room. 
So you have about a four by five group of people, so 20 people. So you get to hear everybody in front of you, and everyone behind you gets to hear you. Okay. And uh, it's only one judge, um, from what I read. It's like a producer or something. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, so there's. Were they dressed all Hollywood and shit? Not really. No. 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 Um, So you step up, and they have a spot marked off in tape. And there's four people in line, and then each person steps up, does their audition, and steps back. And then uh, when all four people are done, she calls you to the table table to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, so, yeah, I did mine. What song did you sing? Uh, my first song was Lovesick Blues by Hank Williams, because I'm... That's the jam? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty... I uh, can't think of the word. Sure. That I'm probably one of the few people that can yodel in Fargo. Um, <laughs> I'd probably, so I attest to that. I, uh, so I figured that would be, if that was going to get me into stardom, I figured that was the song to sing. And I guess I kind of had a hunch going because uh, the judge asked for a second song a quarter of the way through the first song. So a I, quarter of the way through? Yeah. So she just stopped you and said, can you sing another one? Uh, yeah. So she didn't even let you finish the song? No, no, nobody finished the entire song. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So she's like, you got another one? I'm like, uh, uh. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I didn't <laughs> I know. I thought I was do. only playing the one song. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know we could do two songs. Yeah. Uh. I didn't get I, the memo. I did, I did have other songs that I knew how to sing and play. Um, I should have just picked another Hank Williams one. But, and then you uh, shit the bed on the second song. Well, I didn't necessarily. I uh, I picked a Hank Thompson song, which is pretty much in the same league. But uh, <clears throat> Play it for us. Oh, okay. Can do. Can do. <clears throat> so what's the name of this one? This is... <clears throat> Why don't you play like the first... Play like the first couple verses of the Hank Williams song that you played for him and then... And then uh, well, you know what I mean. You just cut yeah, it off at like yep. after the first chorus or whatever, and then and then play the play right. the other one. So this one is the Lovesick Blues by Hank Williams. I've got a feeling calling the blues, oh Lord, since my baby said goodbye. Lord, I don't know what'll do. All I do is sit inside. Oh Lord, that last long day she said goodbye. Well, Lord, I thought I would cry. She'll do me, she'll do you. She's got that kind of loving. Lord, I love to hear her when she calls me sweet daddy. Such a beautiful dream. Hate to think it's all over. I lost my heart, it seems. And that's about where the judge cut me off. And, uh... So she's like, you got another song? I'm like, yes. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and what's happened to me kind of right now is what was happening to me there. My throat's kind of getting all flammy. The flarmy? Because of the sharps? <clears throat> no. Get it out. Oh, God. There, there it is. There we go. All right. <clears throat> so uh, the second song, <laughs> the second song is 
I didn't know God made Honky Tonk Angels by Hank Thompson. And uh, the only reason I kind of just quick-fired that was because I figured she didn't want to hear the another Hank Williams song, so I figured I'd throw her something with a little more bass in it or a little deeper side of my voice. That's why I picked it. Kinda. All right. So, all right. <clears throat> I wrote you You asked me not to call you on the phone But there's something I'm wanting to tell you So I wrote it Didn't know God made honky tonk angels. I might have known you'd never make a You gave up the only one that ever. sleepy <laughs> yeah most of his music most of his music will do that to you I'm like super relaxed now it's not the sharps <laughs> <laughs> um, so then she, she when she so she pretty much just cut you off after that one too and you're like she's like all right fuck out of here no no um so she called all four of us to the to the table so you all got your uh Y'all got your judgment all at once. Yeah, yep. Um, she's like, I, I hear a lot of good voices here. Some of them need a little polish. 
and uh, this and that. And then uh, as I was walking away, she's like, and Nathan, you should, you, you could probably come back and try this in a year or two. Give it a little more practice and come back in a year. So I was like, okay. Fucking um, A, lady. Yeah, I, I uh, okay, thank you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, and my girlfriend, her, one of her coworkers went to, uh, went and did the auditions too. And she said she stayed until the end of it at three o'clock. And supposedly I'm the only other, per- or the only person that got to sing the judge a second song. So I, I take that as a win. That's a win. Yep. Oh, uh, I too have been, um, have been, um, scaling the musical realms, uh, I went a little different direction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Getting heavy in that dough. Yeah, I, uh, I'm releasing my first EDM EP. It's called <laughs> Welcome to the Bakery. Um, <laughs> under the DJ name uh, B Squared. That's B-S-Q-A-I-R-E-D. So check me out on iTunes. I should be out there soon. Um, I've had a uh, garage band for a long time. <laughs> and shout out to Schrader and Andy Eliason. They've been fucking with it. So they've been sending me, like, you know, from time to time, they've been sending me tracks. And I'm just like, there's no way I can learn how to do this, you know. And they they make their own loops, and uh, I do that too. So, But I was like, oh, I know I've heard, I know some DJs, and I remember talking and hearing them talk about, like, how they compose, and they use, like, samples, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's a sample? Well, sample's like a short clip it of, like, a sound or a music or something someone's pre-recorded or whatever, and they mix that with their own loops so i was like well i'm gonna give it a shot so this is the first edm song that i ever that i ever composed it's called uh, heavy dough by uh yours truly mr b squared and from the album uh, welcome to the bakery i'm gonna start it we'll see how it... that was way too loud just like a real rave that was really loud <laughs> Wait for it. I, I said, uh, if I if I get if I get a show, I'm gonna show up as like Garth Brooks yeah. in like the checkered shirt as a full cowboy, like pointy cowboy <laughs> boots. Be like, bum, bum, bum. like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I need to come up with a better name than B squared. I still think that's pretty good. Yeah, it's right. And especially if you come with a checkered shirt, because checkers are squares. Yeah, B- <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, like <laughs> something like snakeskin. Yeah, like yeah. It's got to be snakeskin something. And uh, as Justin Jones had mentioned, a leather wristband or yeah, leather armband. That's just an accessory. Yeah, yeah. Snakeskin, snakeskin armband. So long story short, I've composed three songs. I'm working on my fourth one. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I say uh, number five that you haven't started. We call it, uh, when it's hot out of the oven, it's fluffy French bread. Fluffy French bread. Yeah, I got another one called Hot Dog Cannoli. Play a quick sample of that one. Because it reminded me of, like, baseball organs. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh... You gotta keep it bakery. Yeah. Because yep. that's the name of the album. Hot so it was Hot Dog Cannoli. It's more of like, I'm just, I'm trying to find like my style. And this is more along the lines of like a house mix, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
but I want to break it down like Detroit, Detroit beat. Mm-hmm. I could totally listen to this on a long drive. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good cruise music, I think. Can I switch it up? Do you like the invisible yeah, ball? Yeah. The invisible ball in the middle. With like the big fucking, the big, uh, the pants that have all the loops and like the suspenders that are like flipped down. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> like lime green. Yep. We well, gotta go in then into chill mode. Chill out. Have another tab of ecstasy. Oh. 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 Now it's time to hydrate before that beat drops again. Because everybody knows if you be taking that ecstasy, you need to be drinking that water. I don't take ecstasy. <laughs> so you're welcome to if you listen to my shit. <laughs> I would be willing to guess it makes it better. <laughs> gotta drink, gotta take that ecstasy with some scissor. Some scissor. <laughs> some scissor. So yeah, that's it. I'm now an EDM DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Something you never thought you would ever say in your entire life. It, no, I'm not even. I mean, what I'm doing isn't even like original shit. It's like samples, and I like buy sample packs, and then, and then like what. Uh, GarageBand gives you a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of those, we didn't get far enough into it to, like, really hear it all, but, like, I did compose a few of the loops. Like, I have loops in there to, like, the transitions and stuff I did do with a keyboard. And, yeah, I don't I don't really know how to bring it up to anybody, you know? It's like, hey, you into EDM? They're like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I've sent it to, like, a couple of my friends that... uh that, like, I thought that, you know, like, Drone Dan, I sent him one. He's like, the first one's awesome, the second one sucks, the third one's good. And I'm like, fuck you, the second one was my favorite one. So now I have, like, this, I have this complex about the second one. And then, like, I didn't listen to it for, like, three days. And I'm like, you know what, fuck him. I like the second one. And then I made a third one, and, you know, Sam's like, I thought Sam was going to make fun of me. And then, like, when I made the first song, I was like, you got to come down here, you got to hear this shit. And and she's like, oh, God, here we go. And she listened to it, and she's like, yeah, that's actually pretty fucking good. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. So I'll make another one. So that's what I do after the kids go to bed. I uh, usually enjoy either a non-alcoholic uh, wine or beer once or twice a week in moderation. Um, and, uh, yeah, I started vaping. <laughs> to quit smoking cigarettes. Vape Nation. Vape Nation. Uh, everybody makes fun of me for that, too. So I was like, I might as well get a Honda Civic while I'm at it and fucking plug earrings. I'm not, I'm, I don't live the life. I have a very small, um, discreet vape. Um, oh, I was going to say a very small, discreet wiener or what? <laughs> that, too. <laughs> Did you pick that up with your vape? Or yeah, what? I got, yeah, your dick shrinks with your first vape purchase. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so I'm going to have to probably get my tongue pierced now. Oh, Jesus. I'm just kidding. I would never do that. You want, like, the trap, like, a girl could be super hot, but, like, what's up with all the girls ending, like, their videos and Snapchats with, like, sticking their tongue out to show? There was, like, an era when, like, these skanky, dirty girls would, like, stick their tongue out and show you their tongue ring. Like, when they're, like, they said a funny, witty thing, and then they'd stick their tongue out, like, mm, look at, mm, look, dick sucking. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's horrible. Take them, take them out. Fucking said every Minot girl ever, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Shout out to Minot girls. <laughs> Slutty ass. Especially when Slut. the fair rolls around. Oh, God. Just 
tramp stamps and tongue rings and fucking just just bro vaping. Ten dollar cowboy hats and fucking twenty dollar boots. I'm gonna say Taylor Soft. Just mm. get fucking pregnant hammered off of fucking <laughs> Mike's Hard Lemonade. Just fucking just racking up the fucking food stamps. <laughs> it's a hard life living in my night. Yeah, um, we made it out. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, thank God. Now we're in Fargo, just making EDM beats, trying out for, uh, you know, what would you call that? Um, talent, TV shows. Yeah, yeah. What's next in your professional career? Playing for a band now? No, oh, I, I don't suppose I told you that. I, I just don't have time for it these days. You dropped out of it? Yeah, I, uh, I figured I'd do them the favor. Yeah. I stink at the time. What the fuck else do you have going on except for one job? What do you do from five o'clock on? Other than masturbate profusely. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't name anything. <laughs> You're a fucking pud. What do you do? Well, <laughs> normally too tired to get up off my ass for at least a good two hours. You guys jam like once every three weeks. Well, I know. It's just, but there's a whole like 20, 25 songs I have to learn how to sing and possibly play on guitar mm. at one time. Can, so I just, I, can I step in for you? What I, songs are they? Uh, I, I, I guess I could bring I, up the email. I'm just fucking you. kidding. I uh, can't do it. <laughs> do they need any EDM backtracks? No, no, definitely. Because that's, that's where I'm at now. It's so crazy because Schrader and me were like, metal, and we still are, you know. But he's the one that brought me into this whole EDM realm, and he's a better composer than I am. <laughs> so I don't know if he would sign off on me playing his shit, so I'm not going to. But he's better at it than me, and he makes everything from scratch. So it's so crazy to, like, and Andy, too, we were just like, metal, rock and roll, and now we're like, you know. (laughs) 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 So it's like, it's this weird thing of we create this, or I'm not even a creator. I guess kind of. I got three, uh, three songs, like solids, three solid songs. Number two is good. Fuck you, Dan. Uh, but you would never catch us at a rave or, like, never catch us at an EDM festival. I mean, I would go for fun, you know, but I wouldn't go there and, like, I don't know. I guess I did go to the um, New Year's Eve uh, thing at the aquarium, and they had a DJ, girl DJ, and... uh. That's kind of what sparked my interest, because she only had a laptop. She had a MacBook. And I'm like, mm-hmm. she's doing all this shit on a MacBook? She probably made, like, two grand a night. And don't get me wrong, she was fucking really good, but she was sampling, like, Fat Joe and, like, you know, Big Pun shit. And I'm like, how the fuck does she get the rights to this shit? Doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, how are you going to sample Big Pun? Like, how the fuck? You got paid for sampling Big Pun. So I feel like what I'm doing is even more legit, because these are people that compose things for this yeah. you know what i mean and if if some of the loops that i can compose i could put on this platform too and then people could buy it from me so i don't know this is what i'm doing i'm probably getting get bored with it mm-hmm. but i'm gonna at least make a few i'm working on like a tropical style one like kind of you know done by the beach boy like a tropical style yeah but brother with like that with the uh with the steel drum ding ding doing whatever the fuck and then I also want to step into the world of dubstep just because to see if I can do it. I'm trying to think of like, I guess you'd call it like, would you call it hits or buildups where like they say something right before you go into the dubstep? Into the, into the, when the bass drops. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like the funniest ones. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> Somebody shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we uh, <laughs> just, just cut the music like... <laughs> right back into it. Yeah, just right back into it. And you don't actually you, you you use your own fart as a sample. Like here, I'm gonna I'll pull up a sample and we can do it right now. Hold on. Oh, genre. Let's choose uh, electric. Or no, Romulus shit my pants. <laughs> Who's Romulus? No one. Oh, no one. In you just made that up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Way to freestyle. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's see what this is. Oh, it's not going to let us sample because arguing robot base. It's not letting me do it. Fuck it. But anyways, the drop could be something funny. Yeah. Yep. Like, mom, the meatloaf. (laughs) You know. Or uh, that. Guy on Vine, Marlon Webb, the one that does all the Water Malone ones. Oh. He did one. There's a video of him. He's like, it's about to drop, and he's like, Water Malone! And then the bass drops. <laughs> yeah, people are really awesome at cutting shit up. Yeah. Like, when people hit their heads and shit, and it's like, they turn it into a, a oh, you know, like, yeah. into the beat, like the, um, um, like, uh, if it sounds like music. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what uh, they call the compilations on YouTube. If yeah. it sounds like music. There's some pretty good ones out there. Yeah, the one where the guy's like running and goes through the doorway and clinks his oh, head. Oh, yeah, yeah. They that's put the it best to like one. Queen or whatever. Yep. Oh, there's all <laughs> sorts of them. That one's got it. That one is by far the funniest. I'm trying to think of a fun game we could play. <clears throat> hmm. So the other night, <laughs> I got so fucking drunk drinking n- uh, Natty Light down at the Hawk throwing darts. <laughs> I started smoking a left-handed cigarette and I shit somebody else's pants. <laughs> they found me. I was passed out in the ditch 20 yards from the front door. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, on the topic of uh, shit in your pants or shit in somebody else's pants. Why does? Why do our podcasts always go to shit in pants? <laughs> I don't know. It always ends up talking know. about shit in pants. You, you said it first. No, you started it. No, you started it because you were like, somebody shit my pants. Somebody shit my pants. <laughs> Some old guy that shits his pants and forgets about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's always like these... Sites that claim funny news, and then you go to it, and it's like not even fucking funny. I don't know. Wait, like Huffington Huffington Post is fucking clickbait. That's it. Yeah, so fucking stupid. And Vice is getting that way too lately. Vice. Oh, I watched Vice's. Uh, oh, they did a thing on Bam Margera. Um, that was fucking kind of disturbing. He's getting chubby. Yeah, it's called yeah. like epically epic. I don't know, but it's kind of sad. Like, because he went through his, like, period when Ryan Dunn died. He didn't really do much. And, like, he's just super, he's a super drunk. Yeah. Well, remember Novak from that? Yeah. He was a heroin addict. The oh. dude's, like, clean and got his shit together now. Yeah. So he's, like, talking about Bam. And, like, he looks like a totally different person. Like, he yeah. looks like an actual, like, well-put-together guy. And Bam's like, oh, I haven't quit drinking. But he's like, my plan is I'm going to start skating again. And I'm like, dude, you're like ch- chubby now. And, <laughs> and he used to make fun of his dad and shit. Yeah. You know? 
He put like cheeseburgers. Remember when he <laughs> fucking they they uh, like ironed on uh, cheeseburgers on the, all of his clothes, <laughs> and then they paid all the restaurants. Uh, in their hometown <laughs> to not give him any food. <laughs> <I> think, <I laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Or the one where uh, was it on Jackass the first one? He fucking lights fireworks in his bedroom <laughs> and then he gets in his van to go to work and there's more in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. And then he, they did like the Bam Mart, like the whatever his after show was. Um, then that ended up just being a fucking drunken, like when he got the Bam Castle or whatever. And they talked about uh, how his, like, obsession with the him band was so weird. Because those guys suck ass. Who? Him. You never heard of him? Uh-uh. Like, the heartogram that became Bam's, like, symbol. Oh, yeah. And then the skaters were like, fuck this. <laughs> this is way too mainstream. We're not. And he didn't even skate anymore. And then they got into, like, the fuck you money with, uh, with jackass. Yeah. And then that was how it happened. So, yeah. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> plastic surgery addict left with permanent erection after nose job. I seen that. Yeah, what the fuck is this all about? Did they? <laughs> His name is Neven Siganovic. <laughs> <laughs> Was left with a priapism, an unwanted, long-lasting, painful erection. <laughs> <clears throat> that is not accompanied by sexual desire. <laughs> it's a boner you don't want and can't use. Nigga sig a hard dick, apparently. just <laughs> 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 had to remix his name. There you go. Way to do it. This 45-year-old Croatian said, I was in Iran for rhinoplasty for the documentary film that British Channel 4 is filming covering my life. So he has like a... There's a... Wait. There... Uh, there's a British Channel number. British Channel Four is following this Croatian guy to Iran. Weird. The fuck. <clears throat> what did not uh, record the surgery, but only uh, we did not record the surgery, but only the consultation sessions with the doctor. They gave me general anesthesia, and I reacted badly to it. According to to Nivan or Neven, it was during the surgery that he was diagnosed with priapism. He recovered in a hospital in, in Syria. Uh, in Serbian capital, Belgrade, that's not somewhere you want to fucking <laughs> recover. No. no. Why are you going to Iran for plastic surgery? Are I, they well known? I, I don't know. I, I last I heard, they were crazy. <clears throat> but he says he is always. Refu- but he says he was refused painkillers despite being in pure agony. This guy looks fucked up. He looks like a like a like an action figure. <laughs> looks like GI Joe's face. <laughs> But like it was in like a super douchey body. I don't know. He said during his stay there, I reside in Belgrade Hospital since Friday. Unfortunately, I do not get ana, ana, analgesics. What Anal, analgesics? Because they do not give them to patients here. So I continue to suffer. Huh. <laughs> I have to beat at the hospital for, or I have to be at the hospital for five. <laughs> and then you yeah, put in a piece of gum. Yeah, and be on your way. This guy needs some anti-ejaculation <laughs> gum because it's got to be tempting. <clears throat> yeah, it says, but uh, Navan says another operation has relieved him of his priapism, uh, though he will not be fully recovered for several months. So they had to like chop his wang and let the pressure out. God, that'd be a fucking job. Like. Honey, have a good day at work. And you're like, all right, what's going on? How was your day? Oh, you know, same old shit. Uh, crazy weird G.I. Joe guy from fucking Croatia is here. And 
had to chop his dick and let all the blood out because uh, <laughs> he reacted badly again, whatever, blah. So, yeah, it's this guy is a fucking piece of work. <laughs> you got to fucking Google this shit. I, uh, I seen that in my feed on Facebook. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Um, one thing I guess I didn't talk about is I flew, did we talk about this? I don't know. I don't think we talked about this. No. I flew search and, or search and recovery, search and rescue for the Savannah Greywind case. Um, that was, that was very interesting. Uh, Dan McDonald called me up in the morning. Did we talk about this? No, I haven't been on. We haven't the last time. You 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 had mentioned something about it on Facebook. Yeah, but I, I don't see. No. This is. I'm sorry, but so Dan Drone Dan called me at like nine in the morning. He's like, "What are you doing today?" I'm like, "Not a fucking thing. What's going on? Just playing with the kids." He's like, "Hey, you want to go? Uh, they're asking for volunteers with drones to go fly and look for Savannah Gray when this was the Sunday they found her." So we go to the park. And uh, there's there's a couple cops there, and that was like their mission or their home base or whatever in Trollwood Park in Fargo. So we show up, and uh, they were doing a newscast, and I didn't realize it. So like I just walked right the fuck onto it. I didn't realize they were interviewing this lady. I seen the news camera, but you know there are always just cameras there all the time. Whatever. Uh-huh. When they when this type of thing happens, I didn't know they were rolling. So I just walked up, and they're like, "Oh, get out of the shot." And I'm like, "Oh, that was embarrassing." So then all of a sudden, everyone's looking at me, and. Uh, so then Dan and me were like, yeah, we're professional drone pilots. We're here to help. And they're like, oh, my God, awesome. Okay, perfect. And they had this big map, and literally they had searched everywhere except for um, these this, this place up north of Fargo. So we're like, is there anything we can do? He's like, yeah, there's a patch of land that a guy won't let anybody go on. He kicked out the, the volunteers, and then the cops went to go to try to uh, get on, and he wouldn't let them on either. And the, there's like three cops standing there, and they don't know. They're like... Well, I'm like, he doesn't own the airspace. I can fly wherever I want to. Just mm-hmm. like That'd be like him saying you can't fly a commercial airline over his house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't, I can't film anywhere that would be considered a private area. So like into a house or somewhere that would be considered private. That's the legality. And the cops were like, oh, okay. And I'm like, you guys don't even fucking know? I could be doing so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> so then I didn't even think about it, but they send us up. They give us a spot. We pin it on our phone. We get up there and we're like... I can see the fucking control tower from the airport. And I'm like, and the military base is right there. I can see that too. I'm like, we can't fly here. We're like, we're going to have to get some sort of clearance. And uh, we're like, should we just do it? We're like, fuck it, let's just do it. And then we're like, well, what if we find her? Then we're fucked. Because then if we find her, they're going to ask us why we were flying there. So we're like, the whole mission of what we're trying to do, if we complete it, we're, we were screwing ourselves. So Dan called the air traffic control place, or air traffic control, because that's what we thought. That was originally what you have to do. And kind of, he just, like, asked for clearance. Um, and they're like, yeah, call this phone number. He calls the phone number, doesn't get us anywhere. So I'm like, well, what are we doing here? You know, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. Like, uh, noon is the best time to shoot with the light and everything. You can see through the tree canopy mm-hmm. a little bit better. So I call back, explain the situation, say we're with the search and rescue uh, for Savannah Gray Wind. They're like, all right, hold on. We're going to give you a phone number. So I call the phone number, talk to the guy. I'm like, can we get an ACOA, which is, I guess, what you need? I don't remember what it stands for, but they don't just give them out. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a, an emergency permit to fly your drone near Class A airspace or Class uh, B airspace, which is military and or an uh, international airport. So I get a call back. It's from Washington, D.C., 
And I'm like, oh, shit, we at the Pentagon. He calls me back, and he's like, what's going on? Okay, well, I've heard of the story. I understand. I'm aware of it. Um, I'm going to send you a form that I need you to fill out. You can probably just do it on your phone, and then you just need to send it back to me. So we're, like, looking at it. And, like, it's got GPS coordinates. It's got, like, verbiage we don't fucking understand. <laughs> we're like, dude, we're way in over our heads here. This is, like, government shit. I think that was a military guy. And I'm like, we couldn't figure out how to get the GPS into the format they needed because we just didn't know how. Like, I think I remember something on the drone test or anything or something. But we, So I was like, fuck this. I don't have time for this. So I called him back, and I'm like, we're really, you know, this is a really time-sensitive thing. Um, they think they got it narrowed down to a certain area and the only way we can get in here is with these drones. And he's like, I'm like, can you just take my information over the phone and fill out the form for me? So he took a couple of the questions, but not all of them. And he's like, all right, I'll call you back. So it was like five minutes later, calls you back. He's like, you're good to go. Call air traffic control, the original number that you called 10 minutes before you're going to fly. And as we're saying this, like, I don't know if they kind of Delta runs jets at certain times, but like four or five airliners were, like, buzzing us at 200 feet. Because it was straight where... where the... <clears throat> it was a north wind. So yeah. they were taking off and headed towards Minneapolis because that's where they fly to normally. Mm-hmm. So they were literally flying right over us. Well, the, the minute we called them, they took off the other way. We were watching them as we were getting our drones ready. So they diverted all airline traffic for us for, like, an hour. Nice. So we searched with our drones for an hour, good hour, burned through batteries, um, and it was, uh, we found some weird things, um, found some, like, fresh fires, a fire uh, that had just kind of just some weird things on the shoreline. We pretty much flew the entire river for, uh, you know, a good mile section of it, and then uh, I ended up searching on foot, and I found some, like, suspicious uh, truck uh, tracks. There's no reason a truck should have been back there. And then another thing that scared the shit out of me is while I was flying my drone, I was kind of walking down in the forest because I was going to launch off the bank of the river, and I ran into two people that were search and rescue. But I, it scared me, like because I didn't, I didn't see they didn't, they didn't have vests on. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like in this deep bush next to the river, and all of a sudden two people come walking up, and I'm like, holy, what the fuck's going on? You know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're with search and rescue, and I'm like, all right. So then I sent the drone up, and I was like, there's a weird like shack someone made like a little fort and i'm like go check that out i was kind of yelling to him where it was so then that didn't really end up turning be anything and then uh so we get the footage and when we shoot drone footage we kind of have to pay attention to like what we're doing we can't really watch the video Mm -hmm. so we had a pretty good amount of of footage and then we went back to uh the home base or whatever Gave it to the guy, talked with the cops. Everyone was really friendly. Talked with the police officers. They were asking us questions. And I'm just like, wow, this is really, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're not, like, breaking shit with a drone, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Because they didn't know what was legal and what wasn't legal. And uh, they were talking about the last time they had somebody that was in a cornfield. He had ran. And they brought in a fucking Blackhawk. Huh. But they said that they had the heat-seeking thing in the Blackhawk. But he said that uh, uh, the heat from the corn... And he said when they went down to try to search for him, it just, like, was pulling corn out of the ground. Huh. And I'm like, yeah, the drones were the way to go. I thought you guys had one. And they're like, no, the fire department, they think, had one, but but they don't they don't use it for that. And I'm like, well, anytime you want, you know, just give us a call or whatever. So that was cool. So we gave them the footage, and uh, about an hour and a half later, like we hear on Valley News Live or whatever, that 
there's a huge police presence like 0.5 miles north of where we were. So we're like, holy shit, well, we flew a ways, quite a ways that way. We don't know how far we flew that way, but we flew that way quite a ways. And I have all the footage. I haven't looked at it yet. But we didn't, we didn't get to where she was, where they found her. So kayakers found, found her wrapped up mm-hmm. in plastic, hung up on a tree. But they could have dumped her, they say, anywhere like four miles south. So that whole area that I was walking alone, because Dan didn't want to walk it because it was full of burrs. And he has a nicer drone than I am, so he could do more with the drone. Mm-hmm. And I was out of batteries. He has four and I have two. So once I ran out of batteries, I was like, I'm just going to go walk in there for a little bit. And I was just, it was so fucking eerie. I was like, oh, yeah. this is possibly where they, because that's the only main road entrance into the river right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we, they, I found, I know exactly where they found her. They pinned it or whatever by that bridge. And we, yeah, we were like literally, oh, fuck, I don't know, 3,000, 2,500 feet, uh, 2,500 feet away from where they found her, mm-hmm. flying the riverbank. Mm-hmm. So if we would have went another 2,500 feet, we would have fucking found her. Mm-hmm. So it was super crazy, like unbelievably crazy. So to those that aren't, uh, you know, that don't live in North Dakota, um, in Fargo, a, a woman, a young girl, she was like in her 20s. 22. She was 22, yeah. She was eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. She went missing. Um, there are some people of suspicion upstairs were the last people to contact her. Some girl called her up there. They were doing a sewing project. Um, and she was missing for like a good five days. And they uh, have determined that she was um, abducted by them. Uh, They murdered her. Um, And kind of how it all played out was um, they went to this apartment three times, but they didn't have a search warrant. Not everything checked out. And then like two days later, he was talking to somebody at work that was suspicious. And then they interviewed some people at his work. It was a a guy and a girl. And... uh, so they checked it for the, they got a warrant based on what that, his coworker said, went in and there's a fucking newborn baby in their house. Creepy. Yeah. So then they, uh, once the body turned up, they arrested him when they found the baby, but once the body turned up, they kind of hinted towards, um, they have enough to prosecute them. So essentially what happened is they murdered her, extracted the baby and kept the baby for their own. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this, but like, it's like the 19th case of this happening in the United States since like 1992. Uh, 74, I think, is what I read. 1974. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking unbelievable. Like, yeah. it's not just one person. It's like a psychosis. It's like a thing, and it it always ends up having. Um, it ends up they all have things in common. They all have mm-hmm. like cause she had seven kids that were taken away from her, and uh, it always happens to be like a woman who's like who has a boyfriend or a husband who doesn't want kids and she's trying to save the relationship with a child or something. It's Mm -hmm. something weird like that. Yeah. But so, yeah, um, I believe there's like, there was another guy that showed up. He's with the care bears and they go and fly search and rescue stuff. So uh, we're trying to get affiliated with them so we can fly all that type of stuff. But um, it's good to see the community come together. People are fucking Mm -hmm. sick. Uh, They think, um, they think that, um, a good part of the crime happened in Minnesota, and I believe in Minnesota has the death penalty. No, they don't either. They don't they, either. No, they're trying to get it uh, federally prosecuted. Oh, so if it's federally prosecuted, then they yeah. would. So yeah. where would they where would they carry out the execution then? Uh, I'm not sure, but they hmm. said it wasn't in Minnesota. Or they said 
on what I read on Valley News that North Dakota or Minnesota doesn't have the death penalty. Oh, I didn't know that. But the federal court has the authority. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting fact. Um, my girlfriend Sunday works at Staymart, and supposedly she said that that gal approached her to try on her hand-sewn clothing. Really? Yeah. So Sunday talked to her? Yeah. And she made clothing? Yeah. She she wanted her to, she was telling her how she's all beautiful and this and that, and that she should try on what she had sewn, take pictures or whatnot. Oh, my God. Yeah. They could have murdered Sunday. Yeah. What the fuck? I bet that's what she was doing. I bet she asked her to try on the clothes. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's eerie, man. Yeah. I, I never heard that. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, I told Dad about that. But, yeah, I haven't hell? talked to you since. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of odd. Good Lord almighty. I flew a drone real estate shoot today. Uh, it was... So there's this thing called KP index, and that's like how strong the magnetic field is because of solar, uh, because of the sun. I don't know exactly what it means. And, and I have an app that didn't even show me until lately, and I've been having a lot of troubles uh, with it, but um, it was windy as fuck, and I almost lost my drone again <laughs> in the middle of Mapleton, North Dakota. Again. Yeah, and like it never fails when the drone comes out to do real estate shit. Everybody and their uncle and dog and little kid fucking come outside and the first thing they want to do is run up to the fucking razor blade machine. It's yeah, like, you yeah. understand if you fucking walk up to that and touch it, you're going to get chopped up. Like, <laughs> the dog bites it, he's not going to have a cute little nose anymore. No. It's worse than a porcupine attack. I've been hit with a fucking rudder. It hurts and cuts. And it's the first, It's always little kids and it's always dogs. Well, yep. I pull up and next door, there's three little kids and a fucking dog running around on, not on a leash. And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. So I launch it, lose control of it, because my compass is all fucked up from the sun. Thanks, sun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I end up having to land it <coughs> out in the middle of the street. And what do they do? Three little kids run, not only to the drone, but out in the middle of the street, and the dog runs after it, too. And the chick's just standing in her driveway, and I'm like, bitch, get your kids and your dog. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm trying to work here. I told you what I was doing. Like, I was like, hey, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not stealing anything. I'm just moving all the ugly shit before I take pictures with the drone. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was interesting. But I made it. It worked out well. Made a quick uh, buck at my, on my lunch break. And that was pretty much my day. I don't have anything planned this weekend. I'm probably not going to do anything. I've been playing pickleball lately. And I've been, I've been getting pretty good. Been schooling the old folk? I'm not schooling them, but I'm finally to the point that I can compete. And, like, you know, uh, I feel like I'm getting better. But I got blisters on my feet the size of fucking, like, <laughs> Oreos. And then last, I had blisters. They, like, went away. And then, like, uh, I peeled, like, the dead skin uh, off of it, you yeah. know? And then I got a blister on that again. And I'm like, I got to take a couple weeks off. But now we start playing like indoor, and that's my shit. Gotta get some, uh, gotta get some better shoes. I know. I have like hundred and fifty dollars Brooks shoes, and I have actual tennis tennis shoes, Adidas mm. tennis shoes. I'm gonna have to get them old school white K Swisses player. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. K Swisses is what they were what they were playing back in the day. Oh yeah. I'm gonna institute that pickleball grunt too. Every time I hit it, I'll be like, 
Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, jeez. So yeah, that's uh, that's what's up, everybody. That is what's up. Well, thank you, Nathan. Um, too bad you didn't make it on TV, but we were talking about it. Would a life of fame really be that great? I don't know. I, you know, I went into it with the thought that you know I'm I'm probably not gonna win this. And you did play uh, for Blind Joe, and he wants to do a collaboration, right? Yeah. Um, couldn't make it yesterday, but he said he'd talk to me next time he's in town. Oh, he ditched you. No. He fucking blew you off. You got blew off by fucking Blind Joe. You can look at it that way, I suppose. That's what he, he was just being nice. I don't know. I mean... Next time he's in town, doesn't he live in, like, Pelican Rapids? or Kindred. Oh, Kindred, yeah, 15 miles wow. away. No, that's cool. I guess it's not as bad. No. I'm not hating on Blind Joe. But no. I did see a video of him playing a song about, like... It's called, like, I Want to Be Under Carrie Underwood. Underwood. And it was to the wrong fucking crowd. Oh. It was, like, old people... <laughs> <laughs> it was like people walking away, and like he couldn't see him who he was playing to. There was little kids and shit, and he's talking about fucking Carrie Underwood oh, in a song. Jesus. And I'm like, did his wife or road girl or whatever, you know, the one that just, she's pretty much his, it's his wife, but she pretty much you know leads him off stage, leads him yep, off. Yep. Did she not tell him that there was children and old people in the goddamn crowd before he played <laughs> the fuck Carrie Underwood song? Like not fuck, like fucker. I mean. Like, fuck Carrie Underwood. I mean, like, have sex with Carrie Underwood. <laughs> it's a great song. It's awesome. It is. It's, 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 uh, very creative. I'd say it's in the, in the league of something that Rodney Carrington or Wheeler Walker Jr. would do. Yeah, it's better. Pretty, I think it's better than Wheeler yeah. Walker. Oh, I think yeah. he has a better voice than Wheeler, Wheeler oh, Walker yeah. Jr. by far. Wheeler Walker Jr., meh. It's okay. It's just too, it's just all it is is just raunchy shit. Yeah. But just Rodney like this Carrington. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Keep it raunchy. Yeah, we're fart but, joke. We're fart joke material. But back to the back to the question of the life of fame. You know, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't think I'd foresee myself getting drugged down by something like that. You know, like. But if you made it big and you had to like tour bus it, and they would all go to your head, and then you'd get into the heroin and fuck it be all uh, over with. I don't think I. I. I, I There's I don't, no fucking way for you to know. No, I mean, you're a pretty no. down-to-earth guy. You're probably one of the most down-to-earth people I know. But, you know, when everybody knows who you are, you can't hide. Fuck that. You're, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you just want to go home and go to bed. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was famous for a while and still kind of am, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a pretty famous podcaster, so I don't know if you knew that about me. Um, and when, uh, when my EDM... Uh, Career takes off. Watch out. I'm, gotta, I'll be at Burning Man. I'll be at fucking Electric Forest. Check me out at Coachella. You got to drop a. You got to. You got to drop a song called a, "A Few Thousand Chickens in a Deep Fryer." I'm dead. Oh, can he? <laughs> and Budweiser. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Nathan. No problem. Um, keep it Gucci Manucci's, <laughs> and uh, we'll play you out uh, with. Uh, another original I like to call Hot Dog Cannoli. Hot Dog Cannoli. Whoa. Sounds good in these headphones.